You're listening to the Gratefully Nourished Podcast, a podcast about healing your relationship with food and body image with Jesus at the center. I'm your host and registered dietitian, Alyssa Pike. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Gratefully Nourished Podcast. I'm so excited you're here. I'm your host, Alyssa Pike. I'm a registered dietitian, follower of Jesus, wife, daughter, friend, also amateur watercolor. (laughs) Um, I'm on a mission to help people heal their relationship with food and body image and especially help them feel less bad while doing so. I know that sounds kind of weird, but we live in a culture and a day and age where it is just truly so difficult to have a healthy relationship with food. And so I want you to feel more normal as you work on your own relationship with food and body image. And so what does that actually mean? So when I talk about having a healthy relationship with food, what I mean is we don't have an obsessive relationship with our food choices or constantly feeling like we need to micromanage our body size. It also means that we don't use condemning language around food or our bodies. We have this inherent understanding that our bodies were made with care and deserve to be taken care of. And so this podcast is, of course, called Gratefully Nourished, and that's what we're going to be talking about. But being gratefully nourished actually might look different for different people. For some people, that might look like unlearning unhelpful ways of understanding and treating your body. Maybe we need to let go of some obsessive food habits. Maybe we need to make more balanced and nourishing food choices. Maybe we need to just simplify and remove kind of some of the stress and extraneous um, to-dos that we're kind of putting on ourselves. Maybe it looks like finding ways of moving your body that actually are fun and enjoyable and not horrible. (laughs) Um, And so it's going to be really unique for each person. But what I also wanted to share in this episode is kind of the story, my own personal story behind gratefully nourished and why I decided to name my blog and now this podcast gratefully nourished and so to be quite honest um it was kind of a whim initially (laughs) so I knew the idea was that I was grateful to have come to a place where I truly wanted to nourish and care for my body rather than trying to constantly change it and quote-unquote fix it which I spent many, many years doing, and I will maybe eventually talk about that in more detail. But I had gone through several years of healing my relationship with food and body and really had been leaning into gratitude and just being grateful for the fact that God had given me this good body that I really did nothing to deserve. And so there was a time when I was at home I was visiting my family, and my family lives in Pittsburgh, and every time I go home, I usually try to stop by this half-priced bookstore just because I really like to read, and also, I don't know, I love a good deal, you know? So, I was perusing the bookstore, and I found a book called 1000 Gifts, and you may have heard of this book if you don't live under a rock or you just, I don't know you've heard of it. So it's by Ann Voskamp. And I was like, I don't need this book. Like I already have this really long list of books that I'm reading. But then on the cover, it said that it had sold over a million copies. And so I was like, "Mm, okay, a million is a lot. 
So right then and there, I started reading the first chapter and I felt tears welling up in my eyes. And clearly Anne is just so honest and real and vulnerable and just direct. And I stood there for like 10 minutes. I was like, should I buy this? Should I leave it? Of course I bought it. And I also feel like it's worth sharing that when something is well liked by other people, that's usually for me, reason for me to be like, mm, is it really that good? You know, just so I can be different, it's probably an issue. Um, but anyway, a few weeks later, I decided, okay, it's time to start this book. How good could it really be was essentially my thought process. So I started reading and it took me a while to let myself get into the book because it's got a lot of detail and I'm sort of the type of person that wants to get straight to the point, you know, because I'm really calm in that way. But anyway, I was reading and there's a word, it's a word that I cannot pronounce, so I'm going to butcher it and I'm going to say it once. That's it. I'm not going to say it again. Eucharisto. I know that's wrong. I know it's wrong, but it means thanksgiving and in the book it says this word that i won't pronounce again thanksgiving always precedes the miracle and then again our very saving is associated with our gratitude one more time our salvation is in christ is real yet the completeness of that salvation is not fully realized in a life until the life realizes the need to give thanks. And I was just like, oh, what? <laughs> what? Like, let me sing, let me read that again. Our salvation in Christ is real, yet the completeness of that salvation is not fully realized in a life until the life realizes the need to give thanks. And so she kind of goes through and is talking about the way to live a full life is through this idea of thanksgiving giving thanks for all that we have even the mundane even the small she believes and i agree that we actually have to learn and practice gratitude because it's not our natural bend and she also quotes philippians philippians chapter 4 verses 11 and 12 where she said where he says I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it's with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. And so as I'm reading all of this, I'm like, sure, yeah, like I, I know gratitude is important, but a matter of saving my life, that's kind of different. Um, and then a couple days later, a friend from high school had sent me a podcast that featured Brene Brown. And this was kind of my first introduction really to Brene Brown. Like I had heard of her, but hadn't really listened or read any of her work. And so I started the podcast kind of expecting to half listen while I was at work. And sometimes I just have to laugh at how naive I can be to God's presence all the time. But Anyway, as I was listening, Brene talks about vulnerability, which is a topic that I'm fascinated by and really would love to study more. And she says a lot of really great things, and you should probably just listen to her podcast. But one thing stuck out to me in particular. She says, when we lose our tolerance to be vulnerable, joy becomes foreboding. 
when we experience joy, we suddenly think in the same moment that the shoe's going to drop right when things are finally going well. And the way to combat that feeling is through gratitude. And so I was like, what? (laughs) Again? (laughs) Like gratitude again. So gratitude is how I combat fear and foreboding joy. And it's also how I get saved and truly understand what Jesus did for me. Do I really believe that? And do I really want to do the work of learning and practicing gratitude? And so even now, I continue to learn every day that these things are true. And I started kind of emulating the 1,000 gifts, which, spoilers about her making a list of a 1,000 things she's grateful for. So I made my own gratitude list. And I am practicing, literally practicing, being grateful when I feel insecure, when I feel like I want to compare, when I feel fearful because those things do and continue to pop up. And so I continued reading about Brene's work about shame and fear and how vulnerability is the way to deep connection and relationships and courage. And quite frankly, it was all a little bit terrifying, but also exciting. And so I just felt God confirming that this idea of gratitude is essential to living a full life and shutting down this fear and shame and stepping into what he's ultimately called me to write about and talk about. And so this process continues. Like, for example, I'm now launching this podcast. And to be quite honest with you, I'm a little bit terrified. I think it's something I've wanted to do for a really long time, but... As an Enneagram 1, I'm like, well, what if it's not perfect? And of course, it's not going to be perfect because I'm not perfect. But this is another opportunity for me to be reminded of how much God has been teaching me. And if I can have any kind of meaningful conversation with someone else that's helpful, then of course, that's wonderful. And so that's the kind of short-ish version of how Gratefully Nourished came to be, and it continues to make new sense to me throughout my life, and hopefully you can figure out in your own way what Gratefully Nourished means to you.